0: Welcome to the League of Champs, an arena where we invite everyday athletes, coaches, and entrepreneurs to discuss the methodologies they use to affect change and achieve purpose. League of Champs sits at the intersection of mindfulness and sport with one intention, victory. Join us. What up, what up? We're back. What's up Wednesdays after a week off, back in the building, back on the digital map very out here 2020 welcome back uh gonna make this quick and succinct as possible have a few notes a few thoughts i took last week off i just i needed to sit with some things i felt like i was just talking into the void a bit and trying to come up with something to say and really just needed to be quiet and be mindful of my time and just really soak things in and have some conversations with some folks and so i did that and was happy that uh yeah we got vasha on on monday um got some pointed feedback <laughs> from a couple people about that interview although i thought it was pretty good uh i still have a lot to learn as a, as a podcaster as an interviewer uh so that's what we're working on uh and today yeah, just talking about uh, a little bit about the State of the Union, um, how that relates to, to training, and, and just some overall thoughts. So I've been reading uh, Mindful Athlete by George Mumford. I believe we've talked about that before here. I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, definitely worth the read. George Mumford was the Chicago Bulls uh, mindfulness coach, uh, meditation coach, uh, per Phil Jackson's uh, recommendation or Phil Jackson brought him on. Um, so yeah, he was Michael Jordan's (laughs) meditation coach and then Kobe Bryant's meditation coach. Uh, and just has a fascinating story. It's a really good book. George does a good job of sort of telling his narrative and his story throughout the book. But, um, you know, he was reshifting his life at at one point from, you know, being an addict and, and having some really deep rooted issues to, uh, you know, going back to school, becoming a psychologist and a meditation teacher, um, he he said he, he decided to focus more on what he wanted versus how he was going to get it. And so he went on to talk about uh, watching a TV series called The Power of the Myth by Joseph Campbell. Um, there's a book with the same title. Um, I believe the show is actually available on Amazon Prime TV. You might have to pay for it. Um, the book is available if you Google. I'll put that in the show notes as well but uh went on to say that uh during the documentary uh joseph campbell who's like a philosopher writer um was asked if he felt that his journey of self-discovery was helped by quote-unquote hidden hands uh which i thought was really interesting campbell replied All the time, it's miraculous. I even have a superstition that has grown on me as a result of invisible hands coming all the time. Uh, Namely that if you do follow your bliss, you put yourself on a kind of track that has been there all the while waiting for you and the life that you ought to Living is the one you are living when you can see that you begin to meet people who are in the field of bliss and they open doors to you. I say follow your bliss and don't be afraid and doors will open where you didn't know they were going to be and that really stuck with me for for multiple different reasons uh I mean essentially what he's talking about is some aspect of synchronicity right place right time meeting the right person and I've had a little bit of an experience with that in in my life and it's it's been sort of magical at times um but more specifically following your bliss and in With everything going on in the world and and really fighting, you know, this, this re-engaged fight, this reawakened fight for, for social equity, especially as it pertains obviously to, uh, black lives, like what the world will look like if, if, you know, kids at a young age, I mean, all kids really, but, but black kids specifically, uh, just were able to follow their bliss, um, from a young age without the fear right of of being black uh and running in a neighborhood or um without the fear of of walking down the street and, and getting pulled over rolled up on by cops um imagine a nation that where we lived that that you know everyone was able to to follow their bliss i was on um a zoom call last week with uh a group out of Boston called Young Men of Color, done by Gavin Smith, uh, who's previously been on the podcast. Uh, Gavin does amazing work in uh, in Boston. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, definitely check that out. But uh, you know, it was fascinating to hear these young high schoolers essentially talk about their experience over the last month or so um and and very specifically a couple remarked you know Trayvon Martin got killed when you know these kids were in fourth grade so they've been watching and this is like you know verbatim they've been watching you know young black men that look like them get killed on their phones on tv um for most of their lives and just you know what that must feel like. And they, they talked about the trauma. They talked about being exhausted over the last few weeks, but they also talked about how, um, you, know, engaged they are and how aware they are and how uh, educated they are in, in talking about defunding the police and abolishing the police and uh, you know breaking down these, these large ideas into uh, really uh, tactical and sort of uh, tangible, Um, thoughts and it it was it was fascinating in in many ways but also it was just a reminder that you know the humanity of all of this I've been in multiple conversations over the last few weeks with um, you know some of my right white brothers and sisters and and a lot of times in their attempt to understand what is the black experience you know a lot of statistics get thrown around Um, you know some Uh, talking heads, people that I don't necessarily agree with, uh, get thrown into those conversations as well. I mean, even some aspects of racial science. And, and I think what lacks a lot of the time is, is this aspect of humanity, right? Thinking about um, these young black boys that uh, are going through such a traumatic experience watching this happen and, and what that can do to the psychology and and going back to George Mumford and, and seeing Joseph Campbell's documentary, um, you know, what it would be like for them to follow their bliss without fear. And, and that's multidimensional on, on many different levels, but that's why it really resonated with me because I think as we continue to think about equity, um, we must be aware of of what equity truly truly means you know as athletes we have the ability to sort of change our relationship to certain levels of discomfort and you know in exchange that exercise both figuratively figuratively and literally uh has the you know possibility to change how we view ourselves and, and how we view the world um and so how do we begin to create equity in every aspect of our society? Um, how do we change our relationship to the discomfort of of uh, what it means to make those changes, that we live in a very sufficient world, that there is enough resources? Uh, you know, another good book to read is... Um, the Soul Money by Lynn Twist. And she really gets deep into this this capacity of sufficiency, how we live in a very sufficient world, a very abundant world, um, and how there, there is enough. You know, we are enough. And it it's a mindset shift to, to begin to think about this. But in that aspect, how can um, those resources be, be shared? And so in a conversation that I had with my friend Xavier Paul last week, who runs an amazing uh, company, organization called justice informed. Uh, I've sp- spoken about him before too on the podcast, still trying to track him down to get him on. But, um, you know, he said equity is an accountable relationship with one another. Uh, uh, with, excuse me, equity is an accountable relationship with another person or people. And all relationships require clarity and specificity to be powerful. And you know that accountable aspect. You know that's what essentially what we're asking for, right? Um, and even as you train, it, it really that really resonated with me as well because uh, I have a coach right now, and you know I'm, I'm a runner and having a coach that keeps me accountable is part of the reason why uh, I think I've progressed so well this year. It's been the first time that I've had a run coach consistently over the last few months. And I obviously blessed it to, to be able to, to do that and, and, uh, afford that. But think about it in, in even the context of high school or mentorship, like we all need a coach. We all need that feedback. We all need that accountability because that accountability, um, has the ability to keep us honest to keep us uh in integrity with with ourselves and um you know our integrity reflects in every aspect of our lives i think a lot of times it's easy to get caught up in you know these esoteric ideas of intention and um you know following your bliss for for whatever that means but as you start to have honest conversations with yourself and, and look at your life subjectively, uh, look how you s- spend your days, how you spend your money, how you spend your time, uh, your habits, uh, you, you start to see how uh, integrity, how integral you are in your own life, right? Uh, if you want something, um, say you want to make a million dollars, you know, uh, how, you spend every single day in pursuit of that or let's make it more even tangible you want to run um a sub 5 minute mile like i i do right now the actions that you take on a day to day basis from you know how you're taking care of your body to what you're eating to then how you're training and it, it, affects that right so even in the million dollar scenario you know how you're spending your money the the type of things that you're investing in the people that you're talking to how you spend your day um trying to build into that aspect of wealth wealth um you know it, it is all sort of a discernment of of how you spend your time how um you know how you keep your word to yourself uh and so I think that's very interesting as well in in terms of how we're looking for the equity in in society and looking in for the equity um, with ourselves, because I do think it it comes with, you know, having this, this uh, aspect of of self-awareness and and, and mindfulness and um, the ability to teach that at a young age, I think is, is possible. And, even in scenarios where people might not have the full time or resource to be thinking mindfully. Right. Uh, and, and what a luxury that is, but what five minutes of mindfulness might be able to to do. And I'm, I'm very interested in this, this dialogue and this conversation. I don't have all the answers, but I think that's part of what League of Champs for me is about is, is talking to people that, that are doing this work, that have done this work and can give insight on, you know, how we, begin to drive equity in in many different facets of, um, health and wellness of sport of, uh, you know, the financial, uh, makeup of this country, um, education. I mean, we can go down, down the board, um, in every aspect of how we live our lives. So, you know, again, for me, movement is rebellion, right? Uh, running is a form of rebellion and taking care of yourself is almost uh, a form of rebellion nowadays against a system that, that, you know, where healthcare is difficult to, to get, uh, where, you know, you might live in a, in a area that doesn't have healthy food options. So, um, as my brothers from, we run three, one, three talked about, on that episode you know growing up in communities where they didn't have access to food and you know how they've switched to being vegetarian because it is uh an act of of self-care and rebellious against sort of how they grew up and and what was available to them and there's such power in taking action in that way to to meet their goals they want to perform better um so i also came across. an aspect uh, of philosophy of Japanese culture that uh, Phoebe Lovett, who I'll put her Instagram in the show notes as well, uh, sent out. um, I think last week at some point it's, it's a concept called Hansei. Hansei. I think I'm pronouncing this right, but, um, it is essentially translates as self-reflection. Um, it's a central idea in Japanese culture, meaning to acknowledge one's own mistake and to pledge improvement. Um, and I, again, insight into oneself is the first step to improvement. Insight into oneself is the first step to improvement. And the process, the the emphasis is on what went wrong and on creating clear plans for the future in assuming that what went wrong does not reoccur. And, you know, we're going through that right now. Uh, we're having to really sort of feel the pain of the waking limb of, of looking back in a way that I don't think uh, we ever have in, in this society because of the power of social media and having to have some real honest conversations about, um, you know, supremacy in this culture and how, you know, systemically all these aspects of, of our society were built to, you know, help one segment of people and, and not help another segment of people. Um, and so what this reflection looks like on a, on a very macro level, but then on a micro level, you know, um, in terms of our, our own relationships with ourselves, but also, um, you know our relationships with other people how that builds into uh you know our training and and what's going right what's going wrong what sort of goals do you have uh you know i've run two mile virtual mile races over the last month or so here and i learned a, a lot from the first one i ran a mile in 521 um just in terms of strategy and, and what i need to do out the gate in order to be fast uh, two three weeks later i ran another virtual race the brooklyn mile and ran that in uh 509 so i, I had you know uh, a 12 minute uh, or 12 <laughs> 12 minute 12 second improvement um and it, it was a lot of reflection and a lot of like what went right what went wrong what did i do the days before um you know how am i eating how am i resting how am i recovering so on and so forth that that led into um, uh, that next race in, in how it was able to improve. So I th- think throughout society, we're doing this on multi multiple levels, but again, to sort of regroup on all of this, um, you know, how can we follow our bliss without fear and create, uh, or, um, you know, engage with or find the right coaches or mentors to keep us accountable, or even some friendships um, to keep us accountable. Accountable to have to make sure that we have that integrity in our lives to keep ourselves accountable, um, and how we're building that equity. You know, in many different facets of our society and culture, so that um, you know, young men and, and women of color have the ability to follow their bliss too. I, I think that that's all we're finding for is the same level of accountability that you know uh, our white brothers and sisters have um and all of this comes with you know having to have some aspect and art of of self-reflection mindfulness and and being aware of um you know ourselves and and our own experiences in this world and and how that relates to to life so um That's it for me today. Some very sort of large concepts that, again, I will put in the show notes of this. I hope some of that was valuable in terms of, you know, how we are able to approach day to day life in in terms of our integrity and our intention and and what we're um, chasing, if you would, or what we are, what our goals are and how we're trying to meet them and and see them and, uh, you know, appreciate the journey, if you would, along the way. but also. Um, you know, how can we continue to reflect on, on what's going right and and what's not on a large level and a personal level, um, and, and drive that equity, you know, and, and have that accountability in, in our lives. Um, I, I think the the overarching goal, you know, many aspects, but in a simple, uh, form is to. To you know, have less suffering in in this life and in in this path, and be able to, um, you know, embody our purpose as much as that that may change, and as as much as hard as that is to define sometimes, but to embody that in ways so that, um, you know, you can have life experiences that bring you alive, that that sort of light you up, and help others to do the same. So, I hope this. Resonates to some degree. I hope you're well, uh, you know, happy Wednesday. Um, there's still a massive amount of work to be done um, within society and within our culture. And the work has really just begun. It's, it's been happening for years, decades, <laughs> centuries, really, to even get us to this point. But I'm, I'm given hope with how the world has reacted to Ahmaud Arbery's death, to George Floyd's death to Brianna Taylor's death. I mean, in the short summation of, of just a few of our brothers and sisters that have, um, unfortunately lost their lives, uh, and, and how that relates to, to how we train again, uh, movement is rebellion to me, you know, being creative, uh, helping, you know, other, other folks be creative is a form of activism to me. So, you know, how can we continue to do that with league? How can we continue to do that in our own lives? And, you know, small, small steps, uh, lead to finishing, uh, the race, if you would. And, and I think we all have to decide on a day-to-day basis what those small steps look like. And yeah, with intention and integrity, uh, meet some of those, uh, those objectives and our goals as to what we want to get out of life, but how we want to also help other people. So again, hope you're having a good week. Um, if you like this, share it with a friend. Tell your mom. Uh, I'm sure my mom will listen to this and give me some more pointed feedback on uh, <laughs> how I need to be better. Uh, thank you for keeping me accountable. I have a, a lot of people in my life that that do that that drive me to want to be the best I can be, and um, I just want to help others do the same. So, again. Have a great rest of your week And we will talk to you soon Next week we've got uh, Matt Taylor the CEO from Tracksmith apparel company Running company on the pod And I Hope to do uh, a, a great Job of <laughs> breaking that Episode down and, and presenting it As I as I realize after listening to some Of these episodes I have a lot of work to do So that's my Hanse In a nutshell uh, Yep yeah, with that being said Talk soon. Have a good one. Peace.